1: Welcome to Counter Charge.
0: I'm Rob Finuff.
2: And I'm Matt Croger. Today, we're going to discuss our reactions to all the changes we've been seeing in the last you know, month, two months. Uh, you might have heard it touched on in other episodes, but one, I needed an, an easy episode to record and edit. <laughs> so I <still> wanted <laughs> Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and two, like we haven't really done a dedicated episode onto the changes that are happening uh we did one that touched on the vault and i think rob's going to do another one with some 3d printers but not so much on the um all the changes we've seen in night stalkers and northern lights in particular so far but before we get into that uh we're going to do a hobby catch up and the the hobby fiend himself i'm sure has a hundred updates for
1: us ah just just painting just painting i think i'm up to 2800, 2800 points in the last month of goblins and i was telling you like that's a lot of goblins, dude. <laughs> and they're still like way, way. I mean, I think I only have five or six hordes done. Right. I got a couple. Uh, I got one of sharp, the sharp sticks and the rest are rabble. So, and I, and I've got, and I've put together bowman archers. I'm like, do I really, I, it's one of those things where I've got the models and I'm like, do I really want the models? Uh, the one, the one, the one difficulty I have though, is I don't know what I'm going to do about the, the cavalry. Cause they don't have updated cavalry models. So I think I'm just gonna make some chariots for the time being, but I, I don't know. I, I, I hope they that's that's a hole. Because those old those old cavalry are well, certainly when you put it in the same army as the new sculpts, you're like, uh yeah, those are not very good. So they're fine for my ogres, but I, I don't really fancy painting them up for my goblins my new goblin army so no
2: and that, and that's sometimes a bit frustrating those holes isn't it when you get that you know the, the 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 partial refresh um which like to be fair as ronnie said like with the great show you had with him you know part of that it's always been a cost thing right and having to being able what can they do for a reasonable cost in a reasonable amount of time but yeah it does it does make it harder to commit and go all in on an army
1: yeah and, and goblins have just have so. I mean, in their defense, goblin has a lot of unit entries. So, and they make most of them. Um, and and also, as a rule, I'm, I'm trying to avoid with all, at all costs any metal models. So, that means no catapults uh, from that range. So, like for the catapults, I'm using the halfling mortars. And let me just tell you, that might be the finest war engine I've ever put together. It's. I mean, it's. It, honestly, I haven't put mine together yet it's like three it's only like three or four pieces and it's the cleanup was easy it goes together easy um, now obviously i'm not using the halfling crew but it's just uh and it looks cool right it, it looks sort of you know shout out to rob berman if you haven't seen it on facebook he he posted a, an iron beast that uh the goblins had looted and ransacked and taken over from uh halflings he did a great job sort of that's what i'm doing with, with some of the war engines i'm gonna I don't know yet. I use some halfling stuff, but I may mix it. Maybe I'll get some other stuff as well mixed in there. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: That's interesting. I hadn't thought about the um, war engines and stuff maybe still in metal, and maybe we'll see those on the vault. I certainly had thought of things like the Bloody Worm Riders. I hope we see them at some point. Yeah. They, they're yeah. still in metal yet. Yeah?
1: No, I, they, they make they – make, well, at least the Empire Dust ones are in resin. So, uh, But, you know, it's like those really big kits like Rhinos or Cavalry, right? Like they're resin. They look beautiful. They assemble great, right? They're awesome to paint and they're fun, but I can appreciate the cost, right? Like I, I could, I can appreciate that. okay, guys, the, it's expensive. And you know, it, you know, it, it, it's not, it's not like it's an unfair price for what you're getting. The problem is, you know, it's like that, uh, you know, if, if they can come down the road, if down the road, they come out with resin, uh, 3d printed, that's great. Or really, I didn't know that the new Raven Riders were going to be hard plastic. That is a, that's that's <laughs> amazing, yep. you know? Um, so, yeah, I just... Uh, I, they're moving in the right direction on every front. 100%. I still think, like,
2: uh, hard plastic... Well, yeah, good hard pl- good plastics, right, will still trump resin to me every day in terms of they're easier to glue and put together. Yeah, yeah or just print it instead of cast
1: it. Yeah, 100%. Well, uh, I mean, honestly, like, if I'm paying less than a dollar, a dollar a model for an ambush goblin box set, it's not worth worth my time even thinking about 3D printing. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Not gonna mess with it. Cause those those hard plastic spools are great. They're good sculpts. They have all the options. They go together easy. There's a lot of versatility there. I mean they make three different units.
2: Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I'd be the same. Um yeah, it's it, it's interesting. it'll be interesting to see where they go in in both directions with what they choose to put out in plastic beyond. Because yeah, I agree. I think the uh, what are they calling them? Frost claws uh, uh They were a surprise to me in in the plastic because that's not a kit we've typically seen done in
1: plastic. They've never done they've never done a hard plastic large infantry, large cavalry, uh, large infantry. They have obviously with ogres, but like not mm. they certainly haven't done a hard plastic large cavalry kit that I'm aware of. Everything's been in resin, like the Rhinosaur cab or the Grotesques or whatever he has. So Frost Fangs, yeah. Those are resin or PVC, right?
2: Yeah, I'm not quite
1: sure, actually. I've never built one. <laughs> I have boxes of them, but I haven't opened them yet. Yeah. It's for, yeah. for me, I'm like one army at a time. <laughs> right now, it's all about yeah. the goblins. And then I've got two big bags of Night Stalkers that, that have been purchased. i got to do those next. So, And then it's yeah. on to Northern Alliance. And then Twilight Kin, I guess. And, man, it's... If you like Kings of War and you like cool models, it's a banner year.
2: It hundred oh, percent. I've uh I've got them sitting in a card. I haven't pressed um spend yet, but I will be. I'm I'm certainly going to load up on some of that online stuff.
1: But my, my problem is I have competing financial interests, so it's yeah. been a rough or an interesting week for GI Joe. So they have just had <laughs> yeah, okay. they just kickstarted started a one twelve scale helicopter, like it's. Two and a half feet long. So I'm like, okay, so I'm like, okay, wife, how do I, so I'm trying in my head, like, how do I, there's $600 there. What what do I do? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) you know, priorities. The the hobby budget,
2: you know, is not limitless.
1: No, no. Well, Mm. in my mind, it's always like a fixed amount. And all I'm ever really looking for is to get more bang for the buck. I'm always going to spend a ton of money. I just want to get more for it. Like in my yeah. mind, like if I'm getting, it, it's like the guy that says or the girl that says, "Oh, I bought this because it was on sale," but and somebody says, "Well, did you need it? No, but it was on sale." Yeah. So it's just like you get, I get satisfaction about the value.
2: It's that's value. that's that's how you end up with 200 rolls of toilet paper in your cupboard, there, Rob.
1: Exactly. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. Uh,
2: and for myself, my um, my hobby's been well not completely absent, but reasonably dealing with family sickness and, you know, just building things at work and employment and stuff like that. So, um, But I did print a few regiments of uh, aeronauts, which came out really nicely. Um, Clarkie had put them together so that they basically printed in, well, you had the little accoutrements on the side, but otherwise it was just the balloon is one A lot Assembly seems like it's a lot easier.
1: Assembly looks a lot easier. And
2: crisp. And I agree with what he said on the episode. I think just about better you know than what you get yeah. in the box um and certainly from an assembly point of view so good and um i doubt i'll ever run through in the list probably only two but i thought oh, i hope not
1: oh I, there's you know I, I haven't had a lot of experience but I, a couple tournaments over the year last year but recently in a thousand point game the guy brought two regiments and i'm like he just ate my goblins lunch because mm. i mean it just puts out so much damage. But,
2: but I also think that we probably still haven't adapted. Like, I played them in a UB game against Dave recently, and I think there was one round of combat where I got eight wounds. Otherwise, it was all lower. But is this is just Mr. Fanning like, you're nipples. talking about? Mr. Probably. Fanning?
1: Is that who we're talking Mr. about? Mr. Fanning, yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Fanning. Mr. Fanning, you know, <laughs> it, not hard
2: to beat, but, uh, um, but like speed seven, non nimble is also a bit of a hindrance. So yes, you, you see people say, oh, you know, they're broken. I certainly don't agree with that. I, having played, I, I,
1: Yeah. They're not broken. The... I think at lower points, they're good because at lower mm-hmm. points, you have less units, you have less counters. Uh, and so, you yeah, know, that's, they, that's they, their... they, and they, and they do fly even if it's only speed yeah. seven. Uh, so yeah. it's like anything at low points, you have less units, the matchups between the armies, uh, and the and the unit mix is more uh, it has a bigger effect on the outcome of the game.
2: Yeah, and I think when you contextually put in a list that actually doesn't have a lot of punch in melee, you know, other than things like that and trolls, um, you know, it's it's not it's not a huge deal. I, I do agree with people over the concept of you know something that ignores all the rules of the game, but I I it's still tough. don't mind it. I still don't mind. Yeah. But, but like, yeah. you've got a whole army that does that with bloody stealthy and the night stalkers. So
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the reality is there is a counter to it. Just shoot the shit out of it. Right. Right. I mean, just shoot it, man. I mean, uh, yeah, just shoot it. I, and, and you know, and in my defense, like I didn't have a lot of the war engines. I didn't have any of the catapults mm. built. And I already told Andy, I'm bringing nine, bro. Get ready. I'm bringing yeah. it. <laughs> You know, because, like, you don't have to say, like, I'm a nice person normally on the table. Like, when I was playing salamanders, I'm getting my teeth kicked in or I'm whatever. Goblins bring out the devil, man. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Here's three trombones and two (laughs) slag trombones. Let's go. Uh, Here's all the mincers. I love it, dude. Here, Oh, I mean, uh, yesterday, Wednesday, I played a game. It it was a casual game, a 1,000 points, Kings of War. uh, And he had the pharaoh. And I don't know how I managed to do it, but I had three troops of luggits and it looked like a pinwheel. It went. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, you're not getting out of that,
2: brother. Yeah. So, you, well, know, you probably um, couldn't do that before smart chargers, mate. So, no, absolutely a, right. I, yeah.
1: I was thinking like, I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Cause I actually get to do that now. Cause I had three units on three different facings <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like a pinwheel. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So anyway, so uh, Yeah. yeah goblins man i you know and hanging out with kyle Poole too much honestly dude the Mm -hmm. guy uh he's just so filthy and it just Mm -hmm. like when you're in a room if you walk behind him you just you absorb it and it just manifests Mm -hmm. and and, and
2: i think if you're prepared to play the models i mean like you say you're going all in on it but if you're prepared to play the models i'm a firm believer that they're right up there as a in that s tier range high a's you know to s like they are very uh
1: uh, you know i honestly i've been on the 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 beating end right like kyle has beaten my my kings of men like a drum so you know the reality is that there's a couple armies ratkin and goblins that have that really good all comers list but they also have that kill box once you get into that kill box you better have an answer to get out of it quick and you know goblins have the tools to keep you there like they, they pull you in and then they just suck you in and you're stuck there and once they get you there here come the trombones and the blasters and the wingets or the bangets and the wingets and, and all that stuff. It's like, oh, so I, I did get my two two wingets. Now, look, I may be a douchebag with war engines, but <laughs> I only have two wingets. So I I have some problem. For now, for now. I, well, I wouldn't
2: put it past you to buy a third, mate.
1: Well, I'm not going to buy a third because didn't they, they just put the winget from Armada in the June pack from Magic Vault. So let's upscale <laughs> one and see what it looks like. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, make a third one, you know? Mm-hmm. I am bummed, though. I made these really cool ar- acrylic rod sticks, really tall. It's dive-bombing. There's a wizard in the front. It didn't fit in the case, so I had to, like, oh, I had chop them down. I had to take, like, an inch and a half off the bar, which, look, in the grand scheme of things, if, if it lets me fit in a bunch more models in this... I mean, the case is the... Whatever the largest size battle foam case, that's, that's what it is, and I don't even think it's mm-hmm. big enough to hold all the goblins. Yeah. So... Well. First world problem. just private. have to buy another. Well, I, I, I was talking <laughs> my wife, right? She, she goes out the grab, She's like, Why do you need seven cases? Well, I'm like, So I don't have to be like a, a crazy person, like a Muppet, and have to move stuff around. I want to be able to go grab. It's like, you know, I'll grab my Kings of Men list. All right, grab my salad. You know. So what I did now is some of the armies, like my salamanders, uh, Mike at the store put in these giant glass cases. So I put it in the case there. Mm. And now that freed up a bag for another army. So for the time <laughs> being, it's like I taught my wife and let me be buying yeah. a battle phone bag. That's
2: fantastic. And so you mentioned, uh, mentioned some games you've been uh, as always, uh, I'm guessing you're playing every week and a lot.
1: Yeah. We have a slow grow league. We started at 250 and we're going to 2300. And we started with ambush and it like after 750 we transitioned to just regular Kings of war and it's been great. You know, uh shout out to Taylor, uh, Robin, um, everybody it's, just, it's been really fun uh wes just it's been fun andy and what's nice about it it's not a lot of the old guard it's a lot of the new people mm-hmm. and so the new folks are are you know because i think you know i don't know you you could say you know the the people that have been around a long time they're like i already have an army i get it i get it mm-hmm. um but these new folks are just excited about painting up something new and i think we'll get to it but Mante vault has really uh Gave folks a shot in the arm. It's like, hey, you, you know, I understand. You know, their plastics are inexpensive. Maybe some of their resins aren't. And like, this is just like one more, you know, one more thing that Mantic's doing for the community. To, it, it, you know, I mean, they're they're not a charity. They are making money from it, but I think it's smart. They they're they're looking to the needs of the customer and under. You know, they're kind of looking at where they need to be, right? And yeah. they're moving in that direction. And uh, it's just one more smart move on their part.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd love to know the number of subscribers. Um, but, well,
1: um, yeah, I mean, he did say that it's it's higher than they predicted, so that's good, right? Like, that's I great. Mean, it's over, yeah. the, over their estimate, so.
2: I almost worry they've been pro- providing too much value at the moment and won't be able well, to keep up. Well, but- you know, I,
1: I you know, well, we'll say that for the end. We're going to talk about that because we're going to talk about predictions maybe, what's coming down the pipe. You know, we have no inside inside knowledge and there's no there's no inside baseball here. I mean, I don't know. But my I you know, you can look at what's what they've got and I think it's some, you know, surprise. It probably needs to be some firefight, and maybe or some dead zone stuff to take up some of the slack cuz certainly there's only so many more two player starter sets that have up, you know, or other Kings of War armies that have upgrade kits. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Left. I mean, you got Salamanders and, uh, you know, I, there, there's a few more, but... Mm.
2: Yep, I totally agree. Uh, I haven't played that many. I had an ambush tournament a couple of weekends ago, which was which was fun. Took the halflings. I thought uh, having a bias towards flying with, like, a muster captain and a couple of um, EJ regiments and things would um, be really hard to deal with. And it was for some, but it just didn't hit hard enough, you know, at, um, at low points value. So... But no, I, I really enjoy ambush. And then in another few weeks, we've got a twenty one fifty three gamer coming up. So I'm trying to decide what I'll take for that. Maybe maybe crack out the dwarves again. I think.
1: Well, dwarves are pretty awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a, they're like the sleeper, right? Like they're just like a, they're dwarves. You <laughs> could always count on dwarf uh, determination, stubbornness, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, resiliency. Yep. And they just they just take a beating and 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 they're still there. And uh, I think it, it surprises some people, right? Like, yeah. Oh God, you know.
2: Well, actually, and that goes back to the hobby. That's the other thing I've been doing. My poor old Shibor dwarves army, you know, very expensive dwarf army, and and big has copped like two different versions of being dropped, and so it was.
1: Ah. So uh, many pieces, And those so are all resin too, right? They Mo- are. Mostly resin, right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. And, and like and, so and, many and,
2: weapon heads snapped off. And so there's been some serious repair jobs going on.
1: And there are some of the older resin materials back in the day where resin was real resin. Like when you drop yeah. it, and it was, blink, it would just break. Yeah, 100%, uh.
2: yeah. So, yeah. So that's, uh, that's part of my hobby. Um, do you have any upcoming events? So I've got that one.
1: Well, I, I'm i getting a little anxious. I'm two weeks out from Kings of Memphis 3. We'll be running that here in mm-hmm. Memphis. We've got 34 players signed up. So uh, just we're going to do a two-day. Obviously, it's a two-day event for Saturday and Sunday. But then Friday, we're going to do a doubles event. Um, it, you know, when you're running an event, you know this. Like all the like last-minute stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, And then on top of it, you know, like three weeks or two weeks after that, we've got Masters. So it's just like, ah. Uh, and I'm trying to paint all these goblins, so it's just like, uh, you know, stressing out a little bit. But you know, uh, one thing that's taken some of the stress off is, you know, Tim Lonis's software, Tabletop Score, has come a long way, and uh, it's pretty. Is it scary. public, uh, math? Uh, I yeah, you just have to sign up for it, and yeah. what if you want to use it as a TO? You just have to let him know, and he'll give you a TO account. But what's mm-hmm. really cool is it's completely customizable. So for those who don't know, at Kings of Memphis, I, I, uh, I changed our scoring. We, we actually we don't have any kill point or attrition points. It's all about the scenario play, and it's all mm-hmm. about bonus points. And the scenario play now is actually major win, minor win, draw, minor loss, major loss, right? So there's actually five mm-hmm. categories rather than just three. And I uh, was able to go in there and actually put in the scoring rubrics, the create the forms to collect the content. And so hopefully the next, this weekend, I'll get a chance to get three or four of my buddies together and just, hey, let's just roll through the software. We'll we'll fake a tournament. Let's just make sure everything's working the way it's supposed to work. Um, but it's, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Is anything um, preloaded like Blackjack? Yeah, so they already have. If you want to use Northern Kings or the Bug Eater software or Blackjack, you just click the button and it, and it, it brings it in. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm obviously. Allowing too, your own custom,
2: customization is awesome.
1: Yeah, well, and actually, I was I was actually meeting with him tonight. You you know, once I'm done with it and I've got it all set up, I mean, I'll just save the counter charge scoring system. So next year I don't have to do this. I just click the button and it brings it in, right? Um, But it's cool. It's it's I mean, it's probably the most flexible tool I've ever. I mean, he's working on the ability to uh, add team events. So he's Hmm. actually going to have for Corey's uh, Corey uh, Reynolds um, Crossword GT. They're going to be able to use it next this coming up year. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's Well, what I find really
2: games. interesting about that, right, is because I've been, you know, and I've banged on to about it, is, you know, like the, the tournament companion for Mantic has to do what its competitors either did before, already did, or are going to do, right? And it, and it yeah. doesn't do that well at the moment. But mm-hmm. that's what's really interesting about the Vault is so previously the companion was meant to be part of your reason for going to the top level, right? But when you add a discount for the vault, yeah. the companion needing to be a first choice tournament companion probably becomes less of an issue for them in terms of selling the, um, the, the Exactly. Companion. So um, it's interesting. I, I don't believe that that came into their – well, sorry, I have no inside knowledge of whether that came into their thinking at all. I'd, I'd say it probably didn't, but um, – mm-hmm yeah I, it, it is an interesting outcome and i would be surprised yeah i'd be interested if how much change we see in the tournament companion moving forward
1: well i mean it's really important too to understand that you know i understand in the uk uh soft scores are maybe not as much of a thing right mm-hmm. whereas here in the u.s so like fundamentally the way we run tournaments in the u.s is is, is drastically different Mm-hmm. uh you know the way we calculate sports and we have <laughs> hobby scores and stuff and some portions of that are uh, tied to overall so mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day you know uh your your favorite software went down table was a tabletop mm-hmm. To, yep and um it was what i was using too before tim's product tabletopscore.net or Score.com. and um you know it's the sign of the times like to your point I, you know i think mantics software is perfect for a one day we don't mm-hmm. have the soft scores. You're just like, I just want to just want to match up. That's all mm-hmm. I want. But like it doesn't do doubles events and you know, and there's other things it doesn't do. But they'll look out there what's available and maybe it'll be worthwhile for them long term to uh to, to to enable some of those features. I mean, especially if they want it to become the destination for like rankings and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, um yeah, I mean, Tim. does yeah, yeah. There's a lot it does pretty reasonably well, but the two
2: main barriers for me at the moment are it doesn't do Swiss that well last time I used it for some reason. There's some anomaly in there in how that's written. And, and also it doesn't allow you to switch people on and off. And so, like, if you've got a two-day, you might have someone who for some reason couldn't make it for the first day but that comes in the second day or vice versa or they have to drop for some weird reason for one game. And as soon as you can't do that, it cocks everything
1: up. Yeah. Yeah, Brian uh, Novak talked about that, you know, had some bugs that the worked out with that with Adepticon, had a few issues. But, you know, they're very responsive. Elliot will listen and uh, give him feedback and it'll continue to be improved. You know, I mean, one of the things it's got over anybody else's is the fact that the integration with the lists. I mean, that is yes. sweet, right? 100%. Like, right. That's the, that's the selling point for the software, you know. Mm. Um,
2: Although, do you know any tournaments that are saying don't bring a hard copy list?
1: No, you know, it's funny because, you know, my pack says you have to bring hard copies for your opponent. I'm like, okay, well, at what point do I – it's weird. Last year I did try to go full digital, completely digital, with with the tabletop score, and it worked okay. But I feel like I didn't even have a player pack hard copy. Mm. I think this year I'm actually going to have some hard copies just because, like, I don't know.
2: I've done all Uh, digital besides lists. Um, for sure, I've done everything through the website before, but and I think that works okay. The thing I think don't works with lists is one, you still have a few people that don't have smartphones, um, mm-hmm. or they might not have another electronic device. So suddenly they're looking at it on this tiny thing, and as soon as they're doing that, like you're using losing well, something from the game in between you.
1: Yeah. Well, and if you're using Companion, you know, uh, there's an episode that you will have just heard. Uh, mm-hmm. The gentleman from Dead Zone the podcast brought up that, hey, I don't have internet because yeah. i'm from canada i'm coming to adepticon i don't have internet here because my phone doesn't yeah. work here mm-hmm. uh, and so in those you know because because the companion is an online application you've got to have internet uh it does it do, it potentially does limit some of that you know situation where you could be in a spot where or it could just be a spot where you don't even have coverage it's not that you don't have coverage it's just yeah, not yeah, available yeah, wherever yeah. you're at not available 100%
2: all right, well, why don't we dive into the changes we've seen like leaked and released over the last couple of weeks. Um, let's go back a couple of weeks, maybe, Rob, and talk about the Night Stalkers first. Mm. Um, and, you know, Kyle's done a couple of cracking videos for Mantic and, of course, there's the Mantic blog. So if you, you jump on their YouTube channel and on their blog site, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff. I'm sure we won't cover everything. But one of the things that we, we'd already seen in the ambush set, but now that we're seeing more broadly and I think presented really well are these things like instructions.
1: Yeah. Like final. Unbelievable. Even, you know, and it's not nightstar. All the ambush boxes have have instructions, mm-hmm. right? And they're really good. Like they're really now. I always have to take it with a grain of salt because like I mean, I'm an experienced hobbyist. I can read A and A. I I get what a left arm goes and a right arm goes. But mm-hmm. for the new player or somebody just getting into it this is what we needed right and you know now that you've got things like butchers that have multiple options or different unit types it's super important that they explain the difference right yeah. what is a reaper and what is a tormentor and how 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 you know what's different about the model itself to differentiate the unit right and 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 so those are things that assembly instructions are amazing for right mm-hmm. you know oh i'm making a butcher or i'm making a ravager well if it's a ravager here's the parts you use and uh they're great the, the instructions i don't know who made them but they're exploded diagrams that are color-coded for the different parts and they they have done a very good job and when night stalkers they took it to another level in the fact that they've got a whole like you could almost call it like a small codex right like little history about the the army a little fluff a little background in addition to you know a little introduction to different units how they build them. I mean, it's I, I, going for, I expect the same thing for Northern Alliance and it's, it's great. I think it's great. They're really stepping it up.
2: I love the simplicity of them. So like the fact that it's just there, like you say, color coded and it's like that split off diagram. They're not complicating it with like one, a one B one C, you know, it's just a picture of the distinct
1: images. The yeah. one with the, the arm with the big hand on the end, that's mm. the Ravenger's right arm. Like it, it's mm. like, what you see is what you get is a very useful way to make instructions.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think it also allows them to, like, without doing that 1A, one thing is is if something in their distribution changes or how they make it, they don't have to go and change all their instructions now, right? So it is a, it is a more lasting form of instructions for them that doesn't have to necessarily be complicated in any other way. So I, I, I think that's great. You know, um, And they also include on there some stuff about model basing and model count. And we we heard from Ronnie on your episode with him, Rob, about this idea that potentially we move away from things like it has to be 10 to be full model count, and Mantic are going to start to sell their models potentially in a way that is how many will fit on a base.
1: Yeah, and, and as he alluded to, I think it's it, it opens up some interesting avenues because if you're pointing the game – from a rules mechanic standpoint that this size base should be 10 models, you know, that, that, that will inform how, you know, nerve and attacks and stuff like that. But now if we say, well, this size base for this unit, it's only seven that allows them to open the door uh, to, okay, well now it doesn't have to maybe have a 12 nerve. Maybe it's a 10 nerve. It it just gives them more flexibility if they're not locking down, you know, yeah. if they're not ratioing some of those statistics based on the number of models, air quotes, that are mm-hmm. on that unit base.
2: I agree. Although, and we can come to this later, they haven't tried that yet with the Frost Claws. They had the pretty standard.
1: Pretty yes. Standard. So the, 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 the Frost Claws are two models to a regiment. Yep,
2: yeah. And still have nine attacks like a normal. But still have nine attacks.
1: Line. So, yeah. you know, baby steps. Let's get the models yeah. out first. You know they're doing 100%. it with the uh, the reapers as well, right? Like the reaper base, yeah. the yeah,
2: yeah. I did. Uh, I did reach out to you after I said you, you, you're kidding. If a middle minimum model count discussion and stuff goes away, and particularly when you know these kings people, you know they'll be like, oh, I only want one on a base.
1: You know. Well, I mean, the, the, the reality is there's two things there from mantics from mantics perspective. You know, they want the the number of models to be reflective of you know, they want to make the models look as best as they can yeah, visually and, appealing. Yeah. and visually appealing and, and tied to the rule set. But what you're talking about too, from a community policing standpoint, you know, you, you don't want somebody to take a piss. Oh, look, I showed up with yeah. my dragon and this is my horde of whatever. It's like, ah,
2: so that was in there. And then, so, and part of that, we got these, uh, new butcher, very, vari- well, new butcher models for one. So, um, you know, no more, uh, the, the loincloth got a, got a, um, a do-over and the alternate variant of them was the ravager, which can, uh, is essentially along the lines of night stalker boomers.
1: Yeah. It's basically stealthy boomers, right? Which is great. Right. Yeah. And higher nerve. Right. Yeah.
2: So, and like in the night stalker list with some of the combos you've got, they're good. Yeah. You know? they're
1: Very good. <laughs> like adding yeah. some
2: consistent shooting to that list on top of the lightning and stuff that they had with the, Mind screeches. Ooh.
1: Yeah. I think for me, that's like, it's probably the standout. Well, the tear is probably the most standout unit, but this is also a very good unit uh, of the ones that have been changed. Uh, well, I should say, these are the ones I'm getting a lot. Of, I'm, I'm seeing them a lot on the table mm-hmm. <laughs> against me. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think But what I really like about this now, Rob, with uh, yet, yet yet to see it, obviously, with Northern Alliance is... I think we're going to see way more variety in Night Stalker builds now, you know, is that, you know, that, that that people will bring different combinations of different things. And so we can argue, oh, this is power creep. I think what they're going for actually is not for power creep, but for more interest and, um, and rules that reflect the fluff. And I think now, instead of turning up and seeing four hordes of scarecrows with uh, like three mind screeches and and whatever. Two
1: planner operations. Yeah. Yeah,
2: We're going to see some variety.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And and, you know, what's interesting is you, at the very least when these kind of things level set and they're like, Oh, it's kind of like a a new thing coming out. People have to try new stuff to find what works, you know, maybe down the road they find some common build, all this, you know, but I think you're right. Like from what I'm seeing, like there are different, unique strategies to building these lists now. And I I don't think there's going to, I mean, Maybe I'm gonna really be wrong, but I I don't, you know I don't know. We'll see. Well, I've been proven wrong before, but yeah, yeah.
2: But I think what we're seeing is a very definitive new approach from this new RC, right? And I think in terms of what they're prepared to fiddle with to create something interesting, and I I can't, I kind of can understand how that appears as power creep. Right. But I think it's going to appear that way if they're looking to take the game in a new direction. And unfortunately, yeah. they can't just roll that out all at once. What I have complete faith in is if that they see that it's overpowered, it will be pulled down. Yeah, no, they'll fix it. They always yeah. do. Right. Um, and then we move into the Reapers and Tormentors combo. Now, I've heard you say on a, you, you don't rate the Tormentors.
1: Well, I maybe it was Taylor, right? Maybe he's not a good player. (laughs) So, uh, but but I do. I I would have said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, Taylor, shout out to Taylor. He's been, he's trying to get these things to work. I think from a concept on the table, they're really interesting, right? Like, Oh my gosh, these guys can jump in. They have strider, right? Which is, is huge. Um, But they are kind of like really fast flying berserkers. And so they don't take a punch. And so it's interesting. They're literally the ultimate glass hammer, So we haven't seen the best of it yet. Players are going to figure out... They're they're a synergy unit. You don't play them by themselves. They have to be coupled with something else.
2: Uh, Like a lot of Berserkers, I think they're they're 100% a second-line thing, right? Right. That you're you're arranging your line so that they've got a better chance at a flank. And that's where the Leaper kind of rule mechanic is so cool. is because you can hide them, you know, behind Scarecrows. Uh, And so... You know, you can let your scarecrows take the hit and
1: then the tormentors go to work. Jump over. Jump yep. over. Exactly mm. right. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, people are going to have to learn to play with that that mechanic mm. because you got to leave room for them to land. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a different way to play. So yeah. I think it was cool.
2: I, I remember first being mentioned and that, that wasn't their rule eventually, uh, originally. And I think myself and uh, apparently a couple of others said, oh, you know, well, you've got this like, not the orb of towering presence. What's the magic item that does it? Gives the you the periscope. Plus
1: one. The periscope. The periscope.
2: You've got this periscope, um, you know, mechanic and, you know, they're called leapers or well, they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Now they're at, called, at at one point. I, you know, to yeah. be fair, leapers is great because it's kind of on the nose. It says on the yeah. tin what it does, but yeah, yeah. tormentors a better name, right? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And I said, well, if that's what like, if that's the thought of what they're going to do, you know, how cool is that as a mechanic? I think it's great. Exactly. It doesn't. It won't take you long to. Sure, a few people get butt hurt
1: at first. But, yeah. Well, the thing is, they don't have as many attacks as you might think, nah. right? So they're, they're, they're strong not attacks. A attacks. Yeah. No, they're strong attacks that that you may not see coming. But if you have resilient troops and you play it defensively, you know, you you play to take the charge. Yeah, they're not they're not as powerful as you might think. And to be fair, too, they're expensive. Right, that's probably the one thing that people are going to have to work around. They're not cheap. Like two hundred and forty no. for a regiment or something. I, I, yeah,
2: I mean the 255? the main thing that I keep coming back to with night stalkers is when they get t- the toys is this 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 ability to be able to you know negate one of the main strategies you would have to dealing with them. They've
1: you mean like shooting game. them off the table? Exactly.
2: Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it, it does make it difficult, but low defense, you can still get some shots off. But it basically makes your artillery useless if you've got artillery.
1: It, it yeah. does, but you know what? That's okay. It's one sort of those yeah. things where swings and roundabouts, right? Like, all right, you you brought the paper to my rock. I get it. That's fine. You know, it's fine. Uh, to be fair, they have enough other. I mean, a lot of their units aren't very. They don't have high defense on a lot of their stuff. So, they like, get them into combat yeah. quickly,
2: and then that's not a problem.
1: Exactly, know? and it, mm. you know, and and to be fair, if you still take enough shooting, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you mm. just take enough of it; it still will do the. You know, uh, my I, I mean, okay, I'm not a complete D bag, but I do have <laughs> two regiments and a horde of scorch wings and they still do damage to stealthy yeah. units. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause, Oh, I'm hitting on fives. It's not that it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah. Did they make any, like, we've still got a couple of things to go, but did they make any other, like I saw in Carl's video, I saw specters fly up on the screen, but I wasn't listening at the time. Did they change?
1: The well, specters yeah, are gone.
2: They're gone. Yeah. yeah
1: they're okay. gone. They're just on the list and they're going to use the models that used to, which makes perfect sense. Nobody was using them anyways. Um, yep. And I think, to be fair, the Ravagers kind of fill the role they wish. They've wish replaced. Yeah. yeah. So and, and and that freed up that model slot because you know we haven't really talked about this. They're really smart about managing their model line. They don't have unlimited dollars. They're not you know they're not the huge companies that have millions mm-hmm. of dollars to throw at this. So they're they're managing it correctly. Look, people weren't taking Spectres, so turn those into Doppelgangers because those are good units and people people do use them. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then yeah, obviously the, the big idea, ones, the Terror, right? Yeah. The Terror is a completely yeah. new unit. It's great at first. That's another one that but it had an money. existing model, yeah. Was it something? It does else? have an existing model. It has an existing yeah, yeah. model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from Star Saga, maybe originally. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, it, nobody was taking it, but now they are because it's it's a really good anvil. It's like okay, now. Is it unbeatable? No, it's not unbeatable. <laughs> you just got to get it in its flank. You got to tie it up. Cause you know, you know, it is, I mean, Dylan said it best on one of the episodes, right? It's defense four in snare with like a mm-hmm. 18, 19 nerve or something like that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. And then regen. And if you got planner operations mm-hmm. in the list, I mean, it's hard to kill it with is. the wrong tool. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you can stick something like a defense six, where it has a hard time killing it back, and hold it up while something that's got some oomph can get it in the flank, and, you know, you can take it out.
2: Well, that's um, still melee yeah. four, you know, so it's, still can swing down hard, you know, like... Well, it's it's
1: melee three, actually, now. I think. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh, wow. Okay. You might Expensive want to check though, that, right? check, yeah, check yeah, that out. Check that out. Yeah, it's like 240 points. So, I mean, it's... Like... It's not cheap. It, well, I mean, it's, it, it, is a, it is a very specific tool. It is a tool mm. that can hold up stuff, but also, it is a good unit against like defense for infantry or cavalry, yeah. right? Because it's got the Rab Rampage eight. So that stacks with the 12 for 20 attacks. And it's pretty good. It's crushing one. So it's pretty good. Uh, I, oh, it I've, I've had a hell of a time. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah, and, and, so they've and taken away just,
2: some of the crushing that made it melee three.
1: Well, and, and uh, yeah. also, it's now not defense three, it's defense four now. So it's mm-hmm. got ensnare and defense four. And it's got you know I think the the negative is it's not fearless any well I don't know if it was fearless before but it's it's got it's got that troll gap where it's only one mm-hmm. difference between the waiver and the route value so you know I, if I love like that it's pretty, rampage.
2: It's, I almost felt like with the Giants that I almost f- felt like like I know it was good in a way but giving the choice was a shame um, because for a lot of in a lot of scenarios taking the one the other you always take Slayer is, when you're crushing yeah.
1: four. of the time, the high defense Mm -hmm. is going to be units that you get to hit with Slayer.
2: But I've always thought about that big swinging club, you know, that Rampage thematically feels a lot better to me. Well, it looks cool,
1: right? It Mm -hmm. looks cool. But, you know, at the end of the day, especially like in Ogre, it's like you you got Rampage on the Mammoth and just take – you always take Slayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, though – it's variable and i don't know about you but when i'm hitting those big guys and i'm eight plus two d6 yeah i've rolled mm-hmm. snake guys twice a couple you know <laughs> I, with my mm-hmm. 10 attacks there's something to be said with mm-hmm. the terrors rampage eight pretty dependable when you know you're getting 20 attacks on threes mm-hmm. with crushing one so it's it's a good unit and i and i and i'm excited to see how people build it into it's got to be it's not something you just take and you just throw a bunch of stuff around you got to it's, it's synergy. It's an army that... It's, it's like the Halflings. Like, most of the newer armies that have come out, they're built... They're designed to be taken as a a, a, a collection, an army. You know, yeah. you're not just taking all the best stuff. You've got to take some of this and some of that to make it work.
2: Well, the other, the other drawback compared to, say, a standard giant is the Speed 6. So... Yeah, you know, it's a bit slow. Yeah,
1: it's slow. It's slow. But, you know, it's okay. It's going to take the punch, but mm. that's what it ensnares for, right? Like, all right, yeah. ensnare. Ensnares, like, it, you it. know, got help you if you're hindered and ensnare. It's like, oh. Hmm. You can settle. So, it.
2: Yeah. And then the other big change was this conversion of, like, um, Mantic saying, well, now our mind screech model can also be a planar apparition, which changes list building in that you can't have three and two, you know, I think. Or three and three, ship. yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming you can only have three of the one because it's an upgrade, right? You can only have three total. Yeah, As correct. In like two you only have three mind speeches,
1: whether yeah. they're the shooting version or the healing version. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is good.
2: I like it. I like it. I like it, and I think uh, like people might complain, but the planar apparition is really good. Like the planar. Yeah, I
1: mean, they complain they don't have Ensnare anymore, but they have another army They have another unit in their army now that does that better. So if you wanted that for like a I mean, I guess the argument is that the old planner apparition was kind of like uh, an anchor, a light anchor, but also had some heal capability. Whereas now you've got now the planner is really just a heal bot. Uh, and if well, you want and the anchors, it's radiant to life as well. Yeah, it's it's big, right? Yeah, it's big. And mm-hmm. and I tell you what, stacking him with the terror, it's really hard to kill the terror mm-hmm. when you have healing seven backing it up and regen. <laughs> You're like, oh god, you better, you know, you better knock him out. Yeah. So I
2: like that. And I like that they basically have
1: recognized that, all right, we don't
2: really plan on doing this model. So let's make you more use of our existing model. The only thing is I'd probably like to see some sort of kit variation so we can tell the difference.
1: Yeah, and we we also needed to mention they did they did upgrade the Shadowhounds. They gave them a rule now where if you're making it on a charger plus one to hit as well. And the formation changed, right? So and there and there's probably some other stuff. I think the uh, the dream hunter, I think, has got some tweaks. But all in all, really great updates even better model range transition right getting rid of the pvc moving some stuff exclusively to resin you know which i i'm gonna call it here i mean at some point we're gonna get some of this stuff on stls right uh and and just and and the new hard plastic you know they put their hard plastic dollars on a kit that needed it you know pvc butchers pvc reapers not only and this was also very smart. Not only do they just give you those, which you could argue, well, I'm not going to buy them because I already have them. great. Well, there's two new versions of those. You un- there's a, a new version of each of those units to give you another, you know? So like for myself, I already have a nice soccer army that's built downstairs, ready to be painted. And I could say to myself, well, I'm not going to buy butchers. I already have them. Well, great. I'm going to buy those new ones. I have bought those new ones and I'll make ravagers out of them. And I'll make tormentors out of the other ones. Um, now to be fair, you know, I'm just throwing all the PVC in the garbage <laughs> and I'm getting all new hard plastic because th- it's night and day. Night
2: well, day. I think it's a classic example of a company recognizing, you know, you, you hear it in business. too. You, you can't look backwards at your costs too much. Right. And like their Night Stalker aren't that old. And so, like, in some ways, you could be surprised that they were prepared to redo them again. But they've gone, do you know what? This is our IP. We don't think it's good enough. We think like we get, it's going to be exciting, so let's redo it again already.
1: Well, hard plastic lets them sell at scale, right, and bring the price down. And the two kits they redid in hard plastic were PVC kits, or PVC with like in the case of the Reapers, there's a couple of resin versions. So it's a win-win. Like you know, get out of the PVC business. No, I mean I don't know about you, but I, I hate working with PVC. The only advantage of PVC is that it's easy to to. to 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 change the shape by putting it in hot water, but cleaning up the mold lines and the detail is soft. I just, eh, not for me now. It is cheaper, right? It certainly, that's why board games use it, but Mm. you know, Hey, this is, this is a hobby game. So I I really appreciate their move away from PVC. Mm, I totally
2: agree. And so that uh, that basically brings us around to just as you were talking there, I did my Northern Alliance purchase. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, we that brings us round to the Northern Alliance. So this is you know pretty pretty hot, hot off the press, and uh, interestingly, in when we talk about like strategy, you know, in terms of model strategy, is another interesting one. You know, they've kind of realised because there'll be a lot of people who have these. Or uh, what they realized is not enough people were using the infantry, right? Um, and were just biasing towards these Huskarl options. And they've gone. Well, to be
1: fair, they're really good, right? Like that, yeah, that yeah. Huskarl spam one Adepticon, it is it is very good, right? It is and very it, good.
2: You know, yep. It is very good. 100% agree. And so they've gone, all right, well, we want to redo this. We want to refresh it so it's more attractive. And they've gone, you know, which means we have to do a bit of a rework of how infantry work in the Northern Alliance.
1: You know. And and the and, and and to be honest with you, I love what they did with the Night Nightstalkers. What they did with the Northern Alliance, maybe even better, because they they are really finding that sweet spot in the market, right? Okay, there's tons mm-hmm. of people to make whatever you want to call them, clansmen, tribesmen, but human barbarian type models, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, hey, we have a perfectly serviceable kit, right? Let's just make Huskarls, now called Hearthguard an upgrade to that. Oh, and and, and and it's sort of like the Planner operation screen situation. We're going to make it an upgrade that's limited to two. So you can't have five regiments. You can have two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and and I, and I don't know what, I, I assume that maybe they'll come out with an upgrade sprue or something down the road, maybe. I don't know. You know, because oh, in of, the yeah, probably, yeah, that make perfect yeah. sense. And then I also like the fact because they weren't going to make hard plastic Huskarls, they still didn't screw anybody over who already had them all based on 25 so if it's if it's a human tribesman uh they're on 20s but if you upgrade them to the hearth guard then they go on 25s and that's great because if you wanted to just take look there's tons of plastic clansmen out there if you just wanted to just have the same models representing this different unit types just the fact that you got a bigger base size is all you really need to differentiate. Yeah, you it'll be nice if they give them like hammers or something, something to really visually make it a little easier to tell them apart, but when I look at the base, I can tell 125 versus 100, right?
2: Yep. And I I really a lot of people won't agree with this, but I really support more unit hard caps because I think it allows them to play with the rules more with
1: less. Well, you can give them more they if talent. they can't be yeah. abused, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. can give and we, something we didn't talk about is there's a lot of new rules that are specific. Now they'll probably become gener- generic rules that other units will get at some point. But you know, um, yeah, the tormentors have the leaper rule, and uh, the shadow hounds have the special rule where if they make an undercharger plus one to hit, you know, and yeah we could probably talk to some of these, but there's a bunch in the the Northern Alliance as well. But in terms of where they put their plastic, where they put their money for plastic models for the Northern Alliance, blew me away because, all right, the Klansman models aren't that old and uh, they're great. I actually enjoy those models quite a bit. And so what that allowed them to do is, hey, we're not doing that. So why don't we do something that, who else makes half-elf berserker models in hard plastic? Anybody? I don't think so you know and it's and it's a dual sprue right like where it's it's either half elf berserkers or ice kid hunters which is great and then i and then and then it dawned i mean well what in the world are they gonna make with this because you know they're saying we're gonna have two sprues out two, two, two hard plastic kits and i and i thought for sure we would see dwarves or something else nope <laughs> large cavalry hard plastic i was like holy crap okay this is a game changer right this is this is something different
2: yeah yeah 100 percent um yeah, well, you alluded to, uh, you alluded to those rules, Rob. So, like, one of the things, first things we can talk about is this introduction of Tundra Fighters rule. Uh, and that's what, and it goes hand in hand with, uh, something frozen. else, which is, yeah, with Frozen. So, uh, Tundra Fighters is, uh, vicious. So, a unit with this special rule will gain vicious in combat against units that are Frozen.
1: Let's be honest. The Frozen special rule, it was stopped. an interesting concept, but it yeah. never never worked in materializing anything important. Oh, you're yeah. minus one. Okay, you you play again. You, you know, if you're going to get hit with it, you just right. adjust, right? But this is something that's interesting because Vicious is very good, right? right. And it, you know, and now there's a real reason to make you know see if you can avoid getting frozen <laughs> because there's a negative to you, right? And okay. and uh yeah, we'll talk about it. But they also have a a, a unit that's going to give an aura, right? It's going to be giving well, a, there's- more than one, I think. So the, yeah. the,
2: the chilling presence, which um, I think Kyle alluded to the fact that it, if you think which units are extra icy, they'll probably get this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave the example of the frost giant getting one, getting it. Um, and so, in the movement phase, after this unit has completed its order, all enemy units within six inches of this unit are given the frozen special rule. So, and it's like, I,
1: it's like yeah. dread. It's like a bunch. There's a, there's, this is not a new thing, and it's cool. It's yeah. really yeah. interesting. It is cool.
2: I, I'll be interested to see how many units get the Tundra fighter because um, that could be really rough, right? Because that, that, that. Vicious is up.
1: very good. Yeah, and more is a hard
2: thing to mitigate against, right? And if you're
1: giving Frozen out like candy, (laughs) that could be a problem.
2: And and particularly when you combine it with something like the extra special rules for something like the Frost Claws, which we'll talk about later, which kind of get the Vicious against Frozen as well. um, On a Speed 10 unit, it becomes a bit harder to guard against. But um, we'll see. And this is the thing, like what what they're signaling is direction, Right. And so, sure, we might feel that it borders on a little bit broken now, but it shows where they're going to continue to go. You know, we have to get away from where we have been. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and like they'll bring other things up. They'll bring other things up. If it's getting too far, they'll either bring it back or we'll have another giant Clash of Kings where they say, you know, everything else has to go up.
1: Well, and we should, you know, the, the Frost Giant getting Chilling Presence is good, but getting Fury might even be the better Rule, <laughs> because I mean I I have you I'm sure we've all wavered of Ross Giant and he's like oh I'm just gonna stand here and it was always so unfortunate because like all the other good giants have Fury so why not the frozen one too
2: yeah especially when it's such a sweet kit like you want uh, a to put it on the
1: table and you know spoiler alert you know that's got to be coming down the pipe at some point you know mm-hmm. by the by the the Mantic you know model giant and then 3D print the Frost mm. Giant kit, like they did with the Storm Giant, right? Yeah, so the,
2: uh, I I, I bought the, I just bought a Frost Giant with
1: oh, I, ha- I have one too, yeah. they're awesome models.
2: I'll probably, if I haven't built it by then I'll definitely reprint the bits so that they're easier to put on than metal or whatever they or they're
1: resin, no, The resin. Resin. resin yeah resin yeah.
2: yeah, so you mentioned the Frost Giant, so you get something like um, chilling presence. I don't think changes a lot. It'd be interesting to see if I'm assuming Harim will get it as well, but you know, that's, an you assumption. would think, yeah,
1: Harim, you would think because yeah. you would think he would get it, but, but fury is big. Right. And obviously a point change at 235. 35. Um, so it's not much of a change, but it's something. So yeah, there we go. And then we talk about human tribesmen, right? The big change here is that they're now Malay three plus, right? They used to be four plus Malay. And, uh, you know, I've already read some, Oh, it's a, I get what they're trying to do. I mean, this is a, these are elite fighters, man. They're, they're hardened by the, the reality in which they live, right? they their their environment makes them very fierce. And yeah. I, I yeah. think part of it is the fact that now you don't have unlimited Huskarls. So in some ways you've got to, you got to give the human transmen a little bit more, right. To mitigate that, you know, you, you, they got to have some punch.
2: I agree. And what I look towards is the points level. Right. So yes. now now Northern Alliance, so like these used to be more your cheap unlocks. They're not anymore. You know, so they're similar. Well, they're the same in price as defense, the Defence Six Dwarf Infantry, right? Right. And so you, you can't put, you know, heaps and heaps of heaps of them on the table because it gets too expensive. Like you can do a few regiments, but um, but the hordes are two hundred and fifty points. So for crushing one, which is yeah, it is good, right? it's not you know, it's not world ending you're not going to be able to spam hordes of them to get all your unlocks for the other cool stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think about, like, a troop of human tribesmen hitting on threes uh, with uh, 10 attacks, uh, with crushing strength 1 and wild charge 1, that's 100 points and 10-12 Compare it to a troop of luggets, you know, you've got 15 attacks with the luggets hitting on 4s, dash 11 nerve. you know, and only defense 4. So, you know, I think they're just finding a, a new spot. Uh th- more uh, how do i say this? more elite. So this is kind of an all-comers, right? They 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 punch good, but they also defend good. You know, there's yeah. lots of armies that have defense 5 guys that hit on threes. Mm. Right? Yep. And yeah. before it was just the Huskarls and and now it's all human tribesmen and the Hearthguard upgrade for those units and to be fair you know you look at the the, the hearth guard which limited to two reg and you can only do it with a regiment size you know they, they they go bigger in size which i don't know if you think about it that makes them a little bit of a target right because now they're a bigger front but they do gain eight more attacks so now you know the regiment goes to 20 instead of 12 and they got fury so and, and they get crushing two and their nerve goes up from fourteen sixteen to fifteen seventeen. And it's seventy five points. So now you're looking at a regiment of hearth guard for what? 225 before you put artifacts it's on it. A, it's lot a lot of points. A lot of points. But you know what? Uh, I think that's the interesting thing is we'll see if it's pointed correctly,
2: right? Although you still get the nice little discount on magic items. So can you remember can you imagine <laughs> it's it still makes it even more points? Some nice little uh,
1: melee melee to hearth guard. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm looking at I'm looking at a horde of human tribesmen. I mean, give them brew a sharpness, dude. I mean, that's almost 300 points, but it's 25 attacks on threes with crushing one. It's not still Five, Yeah. Still and defense five. Exactly. Gotta take a punch, you know, and a 23 and the, nerve.
2: Well, and the synergy with it is, is now you have things like frost claws to hold stuff off of it. Right. So you're really unlikely to cop a triple charge and have losing. You know,
1: they don't have the tundra fighter special rule. Yeah. Or, oh, sorry. They do. You got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. So they, so yeah. five, 10, and 15. Which so, I think is dirt cheap for. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, yeah. I mean, it's situational. I know it's vicious, situational. Yeah. But it, it all depends. Like if, 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 if they give you, if the things that give you chilling presence and give you the, the frozen rule are things you were already taking and putting into combat, like frost giants, well, then it's a no brainer, right? I mean, it'll come down to army build. For sure. Well, another, right. another
2: thing that it brings into play is like you imagine the ice elementals are going to get chilling presents, right? And so, it, it you know, they were already decent. But what it also does is bring into play the regiment versions of those. So maybe now you actually don't want to spend the horde. I mean, the, most of those large infantry things have always been better in like that, have been better in hordes than regiments. And now and, you might go, actually, I want to spend less points and get more chilling presents on the table.
1: And I think even like you mentioned the the ice elementals. I mean, they they've got increased range, just back to twelve inches now. I think is what I saw in Kyle's video. So there, there's some changes coming there as well. So yeah, it's it's super cool. But I mean, you got to be honest. The coolest unit that they've come out with is the one that's brand new, which is the Frost Claw Riders. Right, the worst kept secret in Keys of War. Uh, you know, gosh, what did he, he mentioned to it? I think Ronnie told us about it. Like. A year yeah, and but a half Do you know it. what?
2: Do you know what? He still said, I'm sure he said ravens ages ago. I still did not expect to get something that looks like what it does for some reason. And I think it looks incredible.
1: And I didn't think, there's until he said in the video today, these are hard plastic. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> hard plastic? You know, and uh, they're great. The sculpts are great. I love them. You know, they remind me a little bit of the, uh, the Lord of the Rings eagle kit. Uh, from from Games Workshop, right? Um, the difference is this one comes with like a rock that you can use to mount it. You don't have to. Like I'll, I'll yeah, use you the said heaps for of the people ride. talking
2: about the rocks up their bums, but get over it. Yeah, it's not something
1: else. Yeah, I mean, just don't don't use them if you don't want to. <laughs> but I think there's something to be said with giving people a nice strong anchor point if you want. Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of my biggest beefs, not that I buy it anymore with some of the, like a lot of the new GW stuff, right? Is that you can see these tiny little spindly points to the base for the sake of posing, you know, whereas you've got some really nice poses there, you know, but, you know, and one of the reasons you get that is a nice hard anchor point. But I think, I think in particular, the ravens themselves are gorgeous. Yeah, they're great. And what we see is, like we alluded to it before, in that, you know, they only came out in. They're flying ogres. Right? Yeah, in the so future the in a
1: horde yep go ahead yep.
2: yeah yeah well in the future they might like change things to reflect how many models come in the kit but so far not so much but yeah yeah they're flying large cavalry with standard fly speed 10 you know melee three range uh, they don't have range four plus that's an error they have range four plus if you buy the upgrade Right. Um, yep uh, defense four so immediately they've given them a weakness which is good you know um, and their nerve isn't high. Eleven thirteen. No, they're nervous a little 14, lower. Instead of so so fifteen
1: with, seventeen, like an ogre horde, it's it's fourteen sixteen. Yeah, and 9, and, 18, and 18, it's two hundred and forty points, so it is not cheap.
2: No, but I think also though that the I look at the one thirty five of the regiment now. A lot of large cav flying regiments I find too expensive to take, but I look at one thirty five for that and go, you know what, melee three with fly fury, nimble, thunderous charge. Yeah, it's eleven I'd I'd consider taking it. Whereas a lot of yeah, other flying large cab wouldn't.
1: But what I like about it, it's not a no-brainer because you got Thunder Charge two instead of Crushing one, Thunder one, right? Yeah. So like in the counterplay, if you 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 might land the punch, but are you going to survive the counterpunch, right? And, and then and then if you do survive, when you're punching back, you got no thunder. So you know, I I think you know it's going to be interesting because uh, like you said, they do have this uh, thing called Ice Runes, which basically if you land a point of damage in melee, then the unit has frozen. So that that they'll they'll be a synergy unit, right? Like, send so to your point. Oh, I can hit them with a regiment. The regiment's not there to do a bunch of damage. The regiment is there to give the unit frozen, so that yeah, you yeah. hit them with the tribesmen or the hearth guard, and that's what knocks some yeah. people around a little bit. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And then the you know
2: the good players go, all right. Well, now I really have to think about the order of my combats, and you know, it's um, mm, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, because it's, you got you got to you got to land that that wound before the the, the units with. Tundra Fighter goes, so mm. the vicious is enabled, and then they have the you know the ice bombs, which is interesting because you know uh, either six or twelve attacks at range four uh, with with an eighteen inch range. That that one surprised me. I was expecting it to be more mm. like a, the old breath weapon at twelve inches because yeah. you've got the range. basically gives you massive board control. It does, um, and and mm. But, but mm. what I, what I liked about it is you you know and steady aim. And it's either ten or fifteen points, so you know a regiment with six attacks, really not that much, but it's one hundred and forty-five points, yeah. And should say they're, they're irregular as well, right? So,
2: yeah. Well, and and that's probably why, because of that range, they didn't give that like icy runes attack to the ranged version, right? Because it makes it a little bit too easy. But the other thing in is if we look at the, you know, I'm a big advocate for not comparing too much between different lists why things are pointed mm-hmm. a certain way but if you look within list i do think that's worthwhile they don't have masses of shooting options right so it's not no. like they're giving i
1: mean they got the ice elementals success, which had yeah. been neutered you know right yeah. at the 10 inch range yeah so- and pack hunters but
2: i don't think you're going to build a, a really strong northern alliance list that shoots you off the board you know it probably just makes them do a mixed arms better
1: exactly right i think i mean i'm, I'm a firm believer that the best armies I mixed dance. Do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Goblins. They do a little mm. bit of everything. A little magic, a little shooting, a little melee, mm.
2: Mm. you know. Mm. A little bit of a pelvic thrusting.
1: Yeah, mm. well. A little bit of gyrating. W- w- once the trombones get into you, it's all over. <laughs> at that point. All, all that's left is the screaming, <laughs> you mm. know. Yeah. And
2: then we had this, um, this, this thing for, that it's come out under the Northern Alliance because it'll f- at first be applied to the Northern Alliance Dwarves called oh. Ordered March. Now, and I also saw a, a comment from Matt Carmack underneath is, so it, it's been separated. From, it's not nimble, right? So that no, it's not. It's it specific, can be stacked right? if you wish to. So, um, when issuing and then at the double order, the unit can make a single pivot around its centre of up to ninety degrees from its current facing at any point during the order. And uh, Kyle alluded that perhaps. This might be addressed to all Dwarves to help with scenario play. I, I I think it's interesting. I think I'd have some concern with it in Imperial Dwarves where you've got the combination of high defense and then being able to do that. But I think I like it from a thematic point of view, for sure.
1: Well, it lets you get around things that slow you down. You're already slow. But if you got to trudge through a piece of difficult terrain, this allows you to maybe, you know, I'm going to march, but I'm going to pivot first and, and move around something. I mean, it's like the old statement, right? You either have to have something to mitigate going through terrain, or you got to be fast enough to get around it. And, you know, you know, you could argue that dwarves were pretty hit when they lost uh, Caterpillar, right? Uh, because, you know, a dwarf horde <laughs> with Caterpillar was a pretty common thing, and it's gone. And so this, this will help. I mean, I don't know. A horde will probably still have a difficult time. Um, but, you know, an interesting thing that I've just thought about is, you have that horde, which has really good reach for tokens. And now you can add the double and pivot. You might be able to reach a token that people didn't think was touchable. And now it's like, oh, the last turn, eight inches and pivot, and you get like an extra, what, four inches or something. Uh, It'll you certainly might take really a big get- of
2: adapting, yeah. I mean, my biggest thoughts about where I would straight away use it is using something like that ironclad horde, def five with a ton of nerve. You just go eight pivot at an angle in front of something that can't kill you in one hit. And then you've got your, your or or shield breakers Keep or something exactly that are immediately coming in the flank, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously again, a signal to a, a way they want to take the flavor of dwarves.
1: Yeah. And I think if you think about it from like, uh, I just think it's cool. Like if you think of a shield wall or something, they're pretty it's like a turtle and they're just sort of they can move around, yeah. but they always end up with their shields yeah. facing the right way. And I yeah. and, and dwarves, like this just screams dwarf to me. You
2: oh know? yeah, it's kind of you imagine right, basically. But but you can imagine them basically charging, 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 stop, pivot, shield. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know? right. Like in Lord yeah. like in the
1: Hobbit, number three yeah. of the Hobbit, right? The third yeah, Hobbit yeah. movie. Yeah. Taking um, those taking those taking those charges. Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think that's cool. I'm um, excited. That's what said. Th- thematically, I think it and I think You know, I think, again, you know, we can be worried about where does this put these armies in the current meta? Metas are meant to change, you know? Well, mm.
1: yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt brought up the point that this is not nimble, right? But now, because they've done this, you have the benefits of nimble on a March move, but you don't have nimble for anything else. So it's interesting. It's just like one more, like, you sort of have part of the rule, but you don't. So, you know, they could have just said you got nimble. Well, that that probably breaks it, right? Because now, now on a charge, yeah, you're nimble, right? Yeah, but this yeah. is something and that's toned down a little bit. Yeah, I agree,
2: and I think like I can understand, I I can I can understand that some people think it's making the game more complex, and I do not disagree that it is making it somewhat more complex but i disagree that that's necessarily a bad thing i think it's a bad thing for people that really really loved the complete linearity of of kings of war but i see these as changes that are 100 percent the changes needed to grow the game more
1: well interestingly uh, i recently posted on the facebook page some videos back when they first came out with kings of war and they're talking about the beta if you listen to it all the stuff they're doing here is consistent with what they told us 11 years ago that you start with the base mechanics, you get the mechanics, right. And the flavor comes from the units, right? That's what, that's what, that's verbatim. What Alicio says, well, it just took us 11 years to get there, but we're starting to see more flavor. Now I am, I'm old. So I, you know, I'm a little curmudgeon. I understand the concern, like man, there's a lot of special rules. I get it. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to have to be paying attention to that too. They don't, don't just add complexity or a new rule because you think that's the only way to do it. But I think so far they've been smart. They're adding them situationally to just mix it up. Yeah. In, yeah. and different-
2: or, or, or across an army so that you understand the rule within that army. It's right. not like you're giving it six different names within that one army, you know? And, right. and let's be honest. Second grew because Warhammer died, right? Yeah. yeah. And then and then so that's where its growth came from. And then it stayed reasonably stagnant for years. Third yeah. came. It got coloured somewhat by COVID, but it grew somewhat. But I can still say, like, the, the main beefs with the game didn't change, whereas now we see a direction where perhaps some of those beefs dissipate and we get growth again. Well, well I mean you could argue that well, one
1: of the big criticisms is that the units are all the same, right? Oh, it's yeah. vanilla. Well, okay. Yeah. They heard you. Yeah.
2: There's yeah. some yeah. interesting things up. coming. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Who wants to I mean, struggles? I'm sure this
1: will stop all the complaining, for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, those threads on fanatics when something comes out. And the funny thing is the funny thing is, is right, yeah, you, you just you go there knowing which names you're gonna see, right? Exactly. Yeah. But
1: you know, I, I the thing is like No matter what your opinion is, it's hard to take some of the hyperbole sometimes. You're like, okay, dude, (laughs) come on, dude. Are you really not paying attention to what's going on in the industry in terms of what the competitors are doing? You know, we're only a couple weeks away from 40K 10th edition coming out. And that game's not even out and there's people clamoring. Like, they're already screaming. So, you know, know, I'm glad so many years ago we found, I found my safe harbor in Kings of War and I'm glad that they've they've kept it going and you know the reality is you gotta mix it up a little bit, right? You can't keep doing the same thing over again. Now, what I love about it is if you compare it back to Warhammer Fantasy, when they changed editions of Warhammer Fantasy is a new game. They started from mm-hmm. scratch. They blew it up every time. The only thing they kept with maybe the statistics would be the same. But everything else is completely different. I love the fact that they don't they don't they, they evolve the game rather than you know through an organic set of changes rather than just wholesale changing. So.
2: Well, it, it's interesting that you say the industry thing, Rob, and because, you know, there are a lot of people worried about when the old world was going <laughs> to drop, right? But and, and so I think this timing of this injection of flavor when you look at it's it perfect. In the context is, is perfect because as far as I'm concerned, GL, GW in that game have already shot themselves because they've come out and said these are basically the only ones we're supporting full, yeah. full ball, you know? And these, we won't be. So I mean, mm.
1: if, if we got players in Kings of War that are still in love with the old world, well, then you're going to have to go play the old world to, to get mm. that experience, right? Because that's mm. that's a narrative thing. But, you know, they showed their hand that it's it seems to be pretty narrative in the sense of these mm. are the armies that we're supporting. These are, the, you know, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, no, we'll see it how it plays little. out.
2: And there's no doubt it'll be bloody expensive.
1: <laughs> well, there, there's that, right? Mm. But, you know, I don't know. At the end of the day... Play what you want to play. Well, that and there's always, you know, we have the faithful, right? It'll be. We all come, come under, um, prophet Rob enough. Oh, that's right. The Only the faithful. Come my faithful. That's right. <laughs> <You laughs> no, we got to come with a new word though. Uh, faithful. Maybe we need to, yeah, we rename our listeners the faithful. <laughs> the zealots or something. Cause it's not, yeah, <laughs> something. We need something. Oh,
2: now oh, I, I got God. a question for you, Rob. So that covers like most of the changes. What yeah. we've seen and, and like, um, we've seen that go up on Companion and you've got the old list for Night Stalkers and the new 2023 list, right? And Robbie, um, Robbie, Ronnie on the podcast with you said to um, said to you, oh, you know, we leave it up there and TOs can decide. And he alluded to, like, that theoretically, you know, it's not that fair if you're, you know, that he knows that people will build their armies for a long time and that maybe you should give them the opportunity to, to do that. Well. What do you you think about that? What do you think about having the two lists? And like, let's just say we're talking about Masters or any other big tournament, you know, and someone's potentially been building. How long do you think it should be before we go, no, it's the new list or no list?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing. Masters is a different animal because people spend a year playing with a specific army to go to Masters. So that's different. Now, let's just maybe take a step back. Other game systems, we've talked about this in the show, like like Infinity. When they make changes to their units, it just it just it's it. It's changed. And when people show up at Adepticon, they can't make the list that, that is now legal. Because most tournament packs say, hey, we're not taking changes to any units after such and such date. Right? So I'm a firm believer that they need to have both lists up for some period of time to allow the transition, right? Because t- a good TO is communicated when he's gonna take or when they when they are going to allow, you know, what's the what's the cutoff date for changes? Yep. Um, it sounds like my gut says these both lists will stay up till Clash of Kings. is, is my gut. That's my gut. Mm. Right? Because it's a it's an easy thing. Oh, when Clash of Kings hits, it's now in the book. Uh, you know, a new book's out, Clash of Kings 2024. will cut the list. Um the, the reality is it doesn't really matter if they leave up the list forever. It doesn't. Mm. It's like playing an old edition, right? Like like the tournament, like my player pack says you know, specifically which armies that we would allow. So in my mind, in my, in my head though, to answer your question directly, like three months is probably a good number, right? Yeah. All right. Play play that out for three more months and then, and then switch over. I mean, I, there's very few, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I hate painting people with with a big brush, but like, I don't know for me, I have a lot of different armies, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I don't know. Change, change, change keeps it interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. See, I'd be happy with much too- shorter. I think I think one like we've done we've done clash Australia when in January yeah. when the cock book hasn't come out until December well
1: right? the reality is I, I think
2: I think a month or two is fine
1: yeah and I think the like, like I said the only exception is if you have like a thing like masters where people are qualifying with a list well they have to play the list at the event mm-hmm. right like, that's what brought them to the dance but to your point that's the exception not the rule. Yeah, a few months is probably more than sufficient,
2: right? Well, I kind of also think that if you most of the time what gets changed it's either grossly underpowered or it's yeah. overpowered, right? And so if you have built a list around the most like cost cost uh, undercosted or overpowered thing, I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah. When they nerf Scorchwings in Clash of Kings 2024, when it yeah. happens? you know if if you have 10 hordes of them yeah i don't feel no your bad problem for you. buddy
2: you know you built 10 hordes for a reason i mean it's, yeah? and and you, build an it's pretty you build an sku list you build an sku
1: list where you're you're counting on you know and to be fair to Mantic, they've done a pretty good job of trying to the person that's not skewing right they've tried to make accommodation like the fact with with people that already have husk girls by and having you. the base size being different they're trying to make it accessible, but at the same time you can't have no, ex- you, you can't have no change because then it's just a boring game. So <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited. I, but to your point, I th- three months is what, what in my head is more than enough time. Um, I mean, the reality is that when the list comes out f- for slow painters like myself, if I was to say, Oh, I'm going to do night stalkers, it's probably going to take me three months to get those things painted. Right. What if you're a
2: tournament that hasn't sold a ticket yet? shouldn't you change it
1: well it, to be fair if your tournament your tournament pack should say when the cutoff date is and that should be the mm. end of it it should say we are taking changes up until this you know up until this <clears> point and after that no more changes
2: well and i think what this approach shows now right is that they're prepared to make cho- changes outside of the clash book which i think right. is not a bad thing uh, so it, so yeah so more tournament organizers probably need to think about that and say you know.
1: Yep. Well, it allows them to release models outside of once a year. Mm.
2: Yeah, 100 percent You know, and now Ronnie said, you know, expect towards the end of the year when it's new armies, not new releases, but new armies. Well, a know, expect king one doubles. towards the end of the year.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I mean uh, he, he did a great job on the show. I mean, I I, I like I like the re- the way they've refreshed in these two armies. And mm. Let's get to let's get to the fall. we talk be talking Twilight King. We get a whole new yeah, army. Give me more. I mean, baby. if we're give excited about this, I mean, give me give me a whole new army. Oh, do you know so what? Now bad. that I've seen something like
2: Frozen, I'm seeing. Oh, do we see more dread in them? You know, like it'll be really interesting to see what we see. So, um, yeah. What, what what are your predictions for things like the Vault, Rob? You know, we've had a couple of months out.
1: Mm. Well, if you just look at what they've they've done, I, I mean, obviously. They launched it with a bang with the intention of giving really good value mm-hmm. to show what this thing can do, right? Uh, you know, if you, I mean, like predictions for next month, I mean, probably going to have Empire Dust, Armada Fleets probably coming at some point. Um, at some point, they're going to run out of two player starters. You know, we were talking about this, like, you know, there are other units that have upgrade kits, and that is the perfect vault thing, right? Give mm-hmm. me unblooded
2: ceremonial <laughs> uh, god
1: ceremonial guard right Th- those are perfect perfect stl bits for me to print um you know but you know at the same time I-, I like how they are still going hey we know it's not just about upgrades so here's here's your uh you know your aeronauts right mm-hmm. that's cool to me that they're still they're still like doubling down on some of those more expensive resin kits and going hey throw you a bone right yeah. and uh so i I also think at some point they've got to give some love to the more love to the sci-fi. Right. So at some point we need to, you know, honestly, here's my prediction. And Brian Novak's going to jump out of his chair. Just release the rebel, just release the Reb firefight army as STL files, the -hmm. whole army Mm
2: -hmm. done. I think release armies in STLs, uh, like for something like that, because there's not the volume argument for plastic.
1: Well, and Rebs are an interesting thing because they have a bunch of different races. So how, what do you do? You have a sprue with one Terradon or Terraton. Sorry. Sorry, Tyler. I'm not I'm not up on the war path. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I mean, though. Like, rather than have a sprue with like three or four different races on there, you could just 3D print them. And, and when, you know, and they already showed it with like the Goblin Sniper and the GP, GCPS Medic. I mean, there's some cool stuff that they can do, so I would expect some sci-fi love. I hope they get some sci-fi love, right? Yeah, I think it makes more sense for
2: that than anything else. You know, that you can suddenly go, "Oh, here's an
1: army." yeah, yeah, because there are certainly holes. Nameless. I mean, there Mm. there are holes in the firefight Mm. rule set that uh, need to be filled, and so yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm excited
2: dabbling with it with Kings too. I hope they just go, "All right, here's a." trial version of an STL army something we really don't plan to make in plastic anytime soon so let's uh, try to give you an ex-
1: a command on just give me a comment on as an STL file
2: I posted that on the vault fanatics Did today you? where they said predictions I said give me a comment on you know yeah just uh, give me a comment on yeah. I have an all ying.
1: magic army mm. so unless I use the the crazy uh plant monster, you know, I don't really have a good model for it. Yeah, no, no. I, and I've
2: been looking, like I've literally been scouring the internet for what's a Commandant I'm happy with, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't want to. You know, I want it to stay romantic.
1: Well, regardless of the whole, I'm supporting the company. That's beside the point for me. I mean, that that's part of it, but also for me, I like a consistent aesthetic. <laughs> so I want my whole army to look like it's designed by the same thing, like it's a uniform, it looks like an army. Right. Mm-hmm. And so give me something that mm-hmm. Luigi designs. That's a Commodon. That that when you look at him next to uh, Lachilodon, you look, oh yeah, that, that, look, that looks like something together. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you 3D print something now opens up sculpts that you couldn't do via resin. Because, you, you know, the the level of undercuts and stuff, you could do some crazy stuff. You can have... Yeah, it just opens it up. I mean, yeah. a 3D print oh, don't I- care.
2: No, no, I printed out some stuff from Titanforge the other day because I thought, oh, you know, Mantic doesn't do Sylvan Kim. I just, might just print, you know, get towards 2,000 points and just print something fun, you know. And they do their, like, their Store equivalents. They're a single piece. Single piece. Well, And, and all I have to do is be careful around the bow and I pop it here's off. Here's another prediction I'm going
1: to say. I don't know if anybody said this, but I'm going to say it. They're going to do a fire – they're going to do a warpath – space game and it'll all be 3d printed all the ships. So it'll be like Armada in space. Mm. 100%. Uh, that's my guess. That's perfect,
2: dude. Well, they're doing a good trial, right? By releasing the Armada ships. They're like, well, they they could be, like you said, if it, they might be thinking this, they could be going, let's see how well these print, you know? Um, yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, why invest a bunch of money in infrastructure to make molds? Right. And maybe it's something they go, you know what? We're going to try it out with, with these 3d sculpts. And if it catches on, then Mm. we get the hard plastic, right? Cause that's at the end of the day where they need to be to make it cost effective is is the hard plastic, but you gotta be careful what you dump, you know, where you dump that money. It's expensive.
2: Well, and it has to be, well, it doesn't have to be, but it makes more sense in rank and flank games than low model.
1: Well, I need, I need, I I need 500 goblins. (laughs) Well, I'd rather pay a dollar a model, (laughs) Right. Then
2: one hundred percent. Well, it's exactly $4. why I just order the mega armies, right? It's for Northern Alliance. It's because I want the tribesmen. You know, I prefer to not have to pump pop
1: pop all them out of resin. You know, I'll just buy them in plastic. Thanks. Well, and they, I think Snow Foxes are coming, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think 100%. that's what Clive hinted at, right? So, like, and some masters, of the models masters, that are like only on Spears, right? Yeah, right. Mm. So, some of the models that they're hard to get, they listen. Oh, you mm. you you want more pups and you want. Snow Fox, here you go. Print as many as you want. I'll be really interested in the three
2: month point. I think month four is their danger point um yeah. for starters because they're yeah, really good value. You get uh they're giving a three month reward bonus. And so then if month four isn't good enough, I think you get drop off. Yeah. You get people that carefully.
1: At some point they gotta stop looking at the past, right? And start giving us new stuff, right? Where it doesn't make sense. Like a command on that's the perfect example. Give me a comment on. And yeah. let me be Frank. If yeah. all you gave me in a month is a Commodore model. And I paid $4 for the, for the subscription for the month. I'm fine with that. I yeah, paid yeah. like $15 for a yeah. building STL mm-hmm. file. So yeah.
2: you do not, you do not need to release the whole army and no one does that. No one does it. You know, you only get even like the bigger ones like Titan forge or, um, Lost you know, Kingdoms. Artisan Guild or Lost Kingdoms. They give you it across multiple months. You know? Yeah. Um, they, they might give you a few units. What I would prefer to see, say to some of these other things, uh, other companies, is a lot of these other companies might only give you two or three sculpts for it. If you're 3D printing, give us more, you know? Give us more variation. Take the
1: same sculpt and just bend the arms in different ways. Like, come on, bro. Hook us up. All right? Yeah, it, the only thing I would say is if if they're gonna go that route where like maybe they do start giving us a 3D printed army, and even if they're only gonna give us like one or two units a month, that's fine. Just tell us the roadmap. Hey, 100%. this mm-hmm. month you get you're getting these two models, these two units, next month you're getting these, and then in November you're getting these. So that we can plan for it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah perfectly would tie to a slow grow, right? If I know what's yep. coming, I'm all right, all right, but this month I'm although
2: I don't think any company does that.
1: No, they don't. Because, don't because the counterpoint it's marketing, of that, right? Because the ca- it's well, marketing. the counterpoint
2: to that is switching your Patreon on and off, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: For people that could be bothered to do that, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, anyway, well, I but that's the point, though. At $4 a month, like... Yeah. yeah. Who's got yeah. the time?
2: Cost me more time to switch it off.
1: <laughs> exactly. For me to figure it out. I'm a Luddite. So. Uh, you got any shout-outs, mate? Uh, no, but we are going to have a Mantic Vault episode with Mike Krakowski and our buddy jeff uh, jefferson thacker right uh they're going to be coming on uh those two gentlemen uh, have, i have i mean i met mike many years ago at lone wolf he made his he made a 3d printer this is back in like 2016 he made a 3d printer so this guy's been around the block so I, i'm really eager to hear what he has to say and and same thing with uh our other buddy um uh, thack jefferson because you know he obviously he's been on a f- show a few times and it's, it is a really great uh, proponent. Well, I'm interested to hear his take on it, because he's obviously a big proponent for 3D printing, and I'd be mm-hmm. e- eager to hear what he has to think about it. Because uh, to me, I, you, you know, it's a game changer in the sense that uh, put your money where your mouth is. Not many companies are willing to do that, you know. Uh, in the day and age where bespoke custom sizes, specific basing, you know, like it, it's, it's still refreshing at the end of the day to have a model that, you know, a company that's trying to deliver a quality product for as least for 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 a reasonable price, and they know that they can't always do that, right? Resin is expensive. Cool. Well, here's some alternatives that they're that they're using, you know. And you know, I know companies like War Games Atlantic is doing. Well, War Games Atlantic they don't make rules, right? And so it's refreshing to see a company with ru- a rule set doing it. You know, that's uh, okay. I get one page rules has it, but they're not in the store. <laughs> like they're not paying people salaries at no 100 you know, yeah, yeah right 100%. and so this is this is a different this is a this is a sea change and so it, it's really gonna be you know to your point i am eager to see what happens after month three do they sustain it i mean there's gonna be drop off just because it, that's just the way the world works but can they sustain the momentum long term and you know there's only so much back catalog that's got 3d printing that makes sense to. 3d you know that they have 3d sculpts that, that it would make sense to to deliver via the vault so wh- what's next i mean they are going to have to give us the new stuff and you know they showed some of it you know where they had alternate sculpts like a gcps medic cool give us more of that because i know there's more in there that we haven't seen yeah you know yeah, yeah. and yeah, uh the that's the that's the cool stuff so how about you you got any shout outs No, just, well, I think both the slow
2: grows. So the Australian one and the counter charge. um, It's
1: unbelievable. Unbelievable. We'll Mm -hmm. be recording. By the time you hear this, we probably will have already done our May live stream where we pick a winner. Uh, By the way, it goes, it needs to be said, Trent is doing yeoman's work behind the scenes, uh, (laughs) pulling all that information aggregating it, you know, putting it in a spreadsheet.
2: Makes me want to kill myself every month. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh, you know what? it's a nice shot in the arm. I I really like that's a positive thing. Seeing that kind of, it's refreshing to see that kind of response to it because, you know, we have a lot of great models out there and there's a lot of great modelers that are doing some cool stuff with Mantic models. And I love seeing it and we need to do more of it, you know? So, and I also loved seeing some of these armies that are getting, I mean, I've already got 2,800 points painted. Like, mm. what am I going to have done by December? It's probably going well, well, to be another... Good to see you committed
2: to this one, mate. So, like, uh, you
1: yeah. know what? When, when, you, when you get called out enough, eventually you suck it up. I mean, I, to be fair, this year, I mean, I've painted 2,500 points of salamanders. I painted two, two 750 point an ogre and an EOD army. And now I'm almost 3,000 points in goblins. I've got night stalkers. Now, the one thing I haven't really been saying is that the goblins were all... Most of them were built and yeah. based so like mm-hmm. i tell you what didn't realize how much of a time sink that is mm-hmm. right yeah i just pull out whole units i'm like pop them up you know, they're all like blue tacked on i just pull them off mm-hmm. and paint them and uh so and the night stalkers a lot of them are built so that's going to go quick and then i man the only question is will i have self will i be able to contain myself long enough to, to get through the night stalkers before i start building Northern Alliance. Lights. Yeah, because I'm just like, ah.
2: And then what about Twilight It's another game? addition to that hobby room, mate.
1: Just another Yeah, well, I don't have any room. I mean, that's my problem. I have a garage. That's, uh, I mean, this is how bad it is. I, I, I had to, like, spend 30, 40 minutes cleaning up a space where I could start pulling out the terrain for Kings of Memphis. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. My garage is a complete disaster. And, and to be fair, most of the problem is airbrushing. I have taken over the whole garage. But... Yeah, I need to need to get back. I've got an itch to do some more terrain. Now, I only got two weeks to this other Tournament, so not enough time probably. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's probably enough time to do a new table.
2: All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, so I hope everyone enjoyed our dive into the new releases and the,
1: the direction of Mantic. And it was nice to hear your voice again. We never yes, hear you on Counter Thank you. Mantic
2: Vault one wasn't that long. Yeah, you uh, got, got like one episode in like
1: the last yeah. six weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, I... I Although Chris did reach out from Germany, and I, and
1: I miss and I miss I longingly miss Alex's long William Shatner style uh mm. oh, I think oh I mean. yeah yeah
2: still working away on the
1: you know, it's like Eeyore army. on the <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, Rory,
2: love you,
1: yeah. we love you Alex
2: we love you Alex we do love him yep. yeah 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 um, he's our favorite right. Canadian host he is oh 100% yeah hard to rival alright guys until next time
0: Keep counter charging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.